folks, one of the Redneck Country Podcast. You are almost real redneck, Todd Millard. And of course, we've got the almost guy, real redneck, Bill Tom. Bill, are you there? I'm here, and uh, it's a beautiful night for a podcast. Tis a beautiful night for a podcast. No rain, mm-hmm. pretty clear skies, nice and, and cool, not too hot, but not too cold. It's just right. Yeah. The fall is coming. What are you, like Goldilocks over it's there? It's just right. <laughs> you do that too well. <laughs> I got kids. I've read a book or two. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and beside me, as always, is the patriarch of Redneck Country, my father, real redneck, Don Millard Dad. Is your mic hot? It sure is. Nice night for a turkey sandwich and a walk. And warning, we have already spent way too much time together today, Bill. So I'm just, and, oh, and all listeners, I'm, I'm giving you the heads up. Patience. No, nothing needed. Thin. All I need to do is just poke a little bit and kaboom. <laughs> this yeah, is going to be good. I had to once to stop arguing with me. Just do what I say. Yep. And then I'm, I had I'm to do the exact surprised. opposite. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and why was that? Shall we get right into that, or do we got a little prelude that we want to well, do I first? I don't have a prelude. Cause I don't have a prelude. You can get into it. All I've done is work for you for this last freaking week. It's been awesome. I've had lots of people working for me. I've done nothing but eat, sleep, and drink a tower with a with a Booner Thunderdome blind on top. Hot dog. You got that whole sentence out without even making like a letter mistake or like a no, Thunderdome. Not, not even... Uh, a hesitation there in, in his, yeah. his conversation. I'm so, impressed. I mean, I've lived yeah. that for a week. So I just, yeah, I guess uh, when we last met uh, for the podcast, just as a, a 10 second recap here, you had site picked out test holes and actual holes dug lumber purchased. And you were waiting on Todd shocked and stunned to be able to get the, <laughs> the, the help together to put you out to the, uh, the, the field. Were we were we that far in the last podcast? Were we really that yeah. far? Yeah. Oh, well, that's awesome. Yeah. Well, so now, yeah, you were saying well, that that you and Rick went out and and did the ladder testing with the tape measure on your hip, yeah, so you knew right. how high. Yeah. And you so, didn't even fall out of the tree. Yeah. <laughs> that's I was I was yeah. that he's going to tell us. So <laughs> yeah. I figured to see what I want to see and to be as high as I want to be, I want to be sitting my butt at twelve feet. So that meant that the stand had to be at least 10 feet, two foot chair, 12 feet. And I did the measurements on the Booner Thunderdome. Oh, there it is. Thunderdome. <laughs> Not Rome, Thunderdome. The Thunderdome. No, the Thunderdome was 29 inches to the windowsills. So everything measured perfect. So anyway, we got the crew together and the big part was... Hauling in yeah, the we didn't have the crew together for the big part. The big part was me and Michael. Yeah, me, my, uh, me, Bill, Michael, and Tom. So me and Michael. So <laughs> we had 22 deck boards, four 14-foot six-by-six six pressure treated. And let me tell you, Bill, a couple of them were pretty wet, which adds like no 50 doubt. pounds to that weight of that lumber. And 14 two-by-sixes, 12 feet long. And all that how many be, trips oh, a lot i can't yeah. even count but it's like i don't even know five six hundred yards like what would you say five football fields all the way back oh, yeah. six football fields even more so just, yeah. just as our through, listeners know yeah. that's not like walking down a sidewalk is it yeah through standing corn and because it has rained so much that standing corn is standing in water and mud you, you have no room on either side to vary just a little bit like Bill and I started with three deck boards. 
on our shoulders. And stopped with the same three deck boards. No, no, no. no. <laughs> anyway, we did three. And then uh, I, got, I got the bright idea to use one of the wheelbarrows and take in five. So we had eight in. And uh, Bill carried in some incidentals and stuff like nails and stuff like that. But we had five, we had eight deck boards in and these guys had made a couple of trips and got in some, uh, got in two of the big six by sixes. They on one on each end of it. And then on our shoulders. Yeah. And let me tell you, that yeah. was, that was some, that was some hauling. So then they went back and got two more. And then we ended up with 11. We ended up with 11 deck boards. Bill, was done by then. So I went out and carried two more in myself. So that was 11 deck boards, the four six by sixes, and a couple of uh, two, two by, by sixes. sixes. So Todd says, you guys just sit here. Michael and I, if we make two more trips each with a wheelbarrow each, we should be able to guide them. And let me tell you, I used a wheelbarrow once for the five deck boards. And if you got moving and then just teetered a little bit to right or left, or the board shifted just a little bit and you hit that row of corn. Oh my gosh, them boards stopped dead and you stopped dead and it was <laughs> abrupt. But also my, like my knuckles from holding the handles and trying to keep that, cause you got 14 footers on this fricking, yeah. right? So you're trying to keep it between the rows, but you got to have it on a slight angle because it's going way out behind you and you've got to be between the handles of the wheelbarrow. So, I mean, there was no room for variance. My knuckles, beating off the corn, clean right down, like leaking. You should have seen the blood just dripping off my hand so, from bouncing off corn stalks. Anyway, it's pretty close to the end of three hours. And Bill and I are sitting on a stump. And I said to Bill, man, they should have been back here. If they're going to make two more trips each, seems to me they should have been yeah, here by now. It yeah. have been taking so let, so three get hours this, to do one trip. In here. Oh, I'm buttoning. I didn't mean let it. Let me tell you. Let me break it down no, no, for no, you no, here. No, my I'm, phone's ringing as I'm coming in with this, no, with this load. You, you can get there, but let me prelude with no, my phone. I answer my phone, and this is what I get, he's Bill. He's wrong, Bill. Are you guys even coming? No. I'm no. sorry. I've just made 15 <laughs> trips. No. In and out, carrying six by sixes. Am I not fast enough for you? Here's Is where the log getting cold under your butt? Are the mosquitoes biting you, you too much as you up. chill out in the woods? Here's where he gets things totally wrong. I think his brain works weird. No. Because that wasn't no. good at all. I said to Bill, they should have been here by now. Like, it's not taking that long Hear to the, the disgust. first trip, and they got another one to go. Hear the disgust no. in his voice? Well, you stop it. So I Did said you hear to, it there? I said to Bill, <laughs> I said, I'm going to take a walk and see where they are because that mud spot, they could be stuck in the mud or Todd could have twisted his ankle oh, and twisted one earlier. That's what he says after the fact. Yeah. He was concerned, he was concerned, concerned about well, your health. Yeah, absolutely <laughs> he was. That's so, what it sounds like to me. I walked out to the corn. And I didn't see him coming, so I called and I said, are you guys on your way? I did not say what he said <laughs> yes, that. No, I you said, did are not. you on your way? Are yeah. you part way? We need Bill And on then the he goes ballistic. Well, ain't I coming fast enough for you? Well, that wasn't it at all. <laughs> well, we I didn't concerned. go ballistic. I can't, I can't imagine him overreacting to somebody. <laughs> oh, he does that all the time. He takes of, things uh, wrong all the freaking time. Oh, Mine works Gosh. <laughs> so anyway, I went, oh, okay. So I said to Bill, they're on their way. Well, I said, I'm going to go walk back and, and meet him. So I got, I didn't get very far, and I saw Michael, because Michael is right where my existing two-man ladder stand is. And right there, Michael 
has got the wheelbarrow on its side, and he's hoisting up three boards on his shoulder. And I said, okay, Mike, I'm going to give you a hand. I'll take, I'll take a couple from here, too. Yeah, I'll take the wheelbarrow. So it turned out <laughs> that when they got back there, Todd got the bright idea to split the two bicycles. Now, we, we debated. I said, what do you want to do, Michael? We're going to make four trips, uh, so two each, or we do this in two trips, one trip each. And we load it all. And we go either we do two trips each fast or one trip slow. He opted one trip slow. Well, Michael got as far as my two ladder stand and or two man ladder stand. And then Bill and I helped him wolf it the rest of the way in. And then Todd come coming through, came through and Todd would, would move 10 feet, stop, move 10 feet, stop, try to straighten the load, keep it there, but he got it in. And I'm telling you, it was a stack of lumber. There was a section that was so deck boards. And I don't know how many two by sixes you split. And then that's 11 deck board, or no, not, they had 11 left. And so they had, they had five on one wheelbarrow, six on the other, and then they split the two by sixes. So that was a heavy load. The two even by sixes were, were heavy. But the problem was that that was so wet that that wheelbarrow with that much weight, it just dug in the mud. And then there was a yeah, section no that doubt. was underwater. And so I had to, I stopped before it. A lot of frustration there. <laughs> oh, that. dude. I straightened the load, made sure, okay, I'm, I'm clear. And then I just started running. I got halfway through that mud pit and then the wheel just started pushing mud down. I waited, picked it back and then just started chopping just with my feet as fast as I could till I got that sucker pushed through. We did all right. Yeah. So it was about in. three hours of moving lumber back and forth through that cornfield. So, okay, the wood's in. That's great. Everybody did a good job. Thanks for your help. So the next trip in, we had we had Scott, we had Bill, we had Todd, we had me, we had Michael, and he brought a friend, Chad. And Rick. And Rick. And so now we're going to square these holes up, get it situated right. It turned out we had to completely move two holes. I had to dig really? two holes. Are you yeah. shocked? I wasn't there when they dug the holes. We just <laughs> the we, first time. We just Too took a tape apart. measure. We didn't square them. We just took a tape measure, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10 feet square. And we knew that we might be off and not square, but we wanted to see what the dirt was like in those areas and, and where it was going to sit and have room, and, and it was fine. Well, two had to be, we started squaring, and then two had to be moved. Plus... The post hole digger builds a post hole for a four by four. So they had to yeah, now you gotta widen them out and open yeah. them up. Anyway, so so anyway, lifting those six by sixes was terrible. We got them up, we got them squared, we got about oh maybe five feet high, we got supports all the way around them, and we didn't pour any of that uh, ready mix cement in them yet until we were on our way. Well we poured it in but no water. Well then we put the boards around the top. Then we put the Todd was swinging like a monkey up there doing the cross members with the supports. And then we got all the deck boards on, but we ran out of nails. So we still needed 351 nails. Screws. Screws. Sorry, screws to go into the deck boards. But that's where we left it. The, the structure was up with a ladder leaning yeah. against the side. So then so. we went back in the next night. Yeah. And, then, and I got up on top and we finished screwing all of the deck boards down. And I was worried about a ladder. You know what it's like when the ladder ends right on a flat piece, 10 feet in yep. there. And yeah. then you got to lean forward and crawl onto the flat piece. Lose your balance and fall backwards, I'm gone. So I, I laid awake all night till I designed an upright and a cross beam and a little bit of a 
a little bit of a railing that would be solid so that when I got to the top of the ladder, all I had to do the last two steps was duck under the crossbeam, throw my right elbow up over it, and then step on, stand up, and I couldn't fall backwards because of the railing, and oh, it worked like a dream. Worked like a child. That's awesome, Steve. You're not going to bounce. Yep. Put the ladder up and ratcheted it. Put an extra railing up, got four straps so you could tie your gun pack to it, bow, whatever, pull them up so you're good. So we were good to go. So then now all we had to do. So now the whole purpose of having this giant 10 by 10 platform in the air on six by sixes was to put this big freaking blind on. So that was tonight. You know, and and with what you've just done, you could land like a helicopter on that Absolutely. Thing. There's folks, no way that's moving. I'll tell you what, we're going to put it on the Facebook. I, I videoed and documented this whole deal, so we will put it on the Facebook page. You head on over to the Redneck Country, or just go to the redneckcountry.com. It's got links to the Facebook page, and, and it pulls in the latest posts there, so you'll see it on there and our Instagram page. Yeah, it's got cross-member support. It's got angled support. It, it is a beast. Yeah. It is a freaking yeah, giant so a dance up there you really could yeah yep so tonight we went in we put on well we we, we, let me start with this morning i thought holy moly how are we going to get all this in here like todd works till four it's dark at seven and we got to carry all the the panels in so i woke up this morning and i thought what am i doing today i'm not doing anything i don't care if i have to carry one panel at a time i'm going to load them in the truck so i loaded six panels in the truck the four pieces of the roof, everything I needed, and I headed out. So the four pieces of the roof, I put them together, and I carried two in each hand. So that was one trip in, got them in. So I figured I could probably carry two panels at a time. So that was another three trips. So four trips, two hours later, and everything is in there, laying, ready to go. So I just, regardless of how many it was, that was two hours work. So if it was two guys, then it was an hour. Four guys. You know what I mean? But there was only two of us carrying, so it would have been another hour carrying and burning up daylight. But it was in there. So when Todd got off tonight, we went in and we banged that thing up. Then you can you can go on. Oh, well, I was just going to say, we're not sponsored or anything like that, but Millard Outdoors is now a dealer of Maverick Blinds and Booner Blinds. And this is a Booner Thunderdome. I mean, it's 87 inches inside, six panels. Every panel has two windows in it. And then it's six feet tall. You could stand up. I was standing up so inside it. I got a question about the inside of this because I've never seen one. Uh, is there like a, a, a shelf or a gun, like Nothing a rest no. that you can put there? No. no. So you, you got a, you've got a, a, obviously supply your chair. And then if you wanted a, he's got a chair or something, you, he's you got bring, a little table. He had to compete with the yeah. Taj Mahal that he's seen before, Bill. Yeah. Hey, no, it's good. You got a little table already. So you got something oh, for yeah. your clothes, your little, drink, your folding, coffee. Yeah. A little folding table. And the nice thing about it is I wear hearing aids and if my hearing aids die, I got to take my hearing aid out of my ear. Picture this. And, and I'm sitting 12 feet off the ground. My butt's 12 feet off the ground in this stand. And nothing but weeds and crap below me. If I drop that hearing aid, at the very least, I got to get down and get it. But you know how long it's going to take me to find it in all that mess if I find it or if I don't step on it? And it worries me. Every time I take them out of my ear, it worries me. Don't drop this thing. They're $2,500 a piece. And in a windy day, you know, your phone rings. Well, you got to pick it up and see where it doesn't ring, but it vibrates. He was calling me, so take off your... 
your gloves and then get my phone and the wind blows your gloves out of the stand. Well, there they are, 10 feet out in the field. Now you got to unstrap and go down. The nice part of this, the phone can sit right on the table. I can see it light up. I'll tell you what the nicest part is, is I was down at the bottom getting, gathering up more supplies to take up and him and dad, or dad and his buddy Bill had their chairs in there, had the door closed and had the windows closed. And I knew they were talking, but at 15 yards away from it, I couldn't barely hear them. You couldn't hear them. Well, yeah. that's, that's neat I too. I couldn't see us moving. So in they're like a, uh, um, hollow panel or they got a nope, phone they're in hollow. Them, like, with no, they're no. hollow. That's neat. Okay. Well, I was just curious because if you couldn't hear them, you know, I, I, I've heard your, your dad and Bill talking. Yeah. Right. I, I don't know. And if they, they were, were quiet after building that sucker. They, yeah, they're whispering, still not whispering. They, they <laughs> both wear hearing aids. Yeah. <laughs> but so. you know what I, I find the best part of it is you can move a little bit and you're not going to be seen yeah. in that tent. It gives you a little bit more freedom, flexibility. It keeps the heat in for you. Yeah. Uh, you know, I put a little buddy heater in my Taj Mahal if need be. I mean, yeah. <laughs> the last couple of deer hunting seasons, it hasn't got nearly cold enough to use it, but it's there if yeah. you need it. No, and, I will. Uh, I froze you can leave last, stuff in it too. Right? I froze the last couple of years, so I will have a buddy heater in there in case we need it. But I'll tell yeah. you, out of the wind makes all the difference. And they're plexiglass oh, yeah. windows, and they're silent when they go down and up, and they're not in the way. One, the ones that go horizontal go down. The ones that are up and down, there's two together, and then they open they like open, shutters, like shutters, and they're hmm. silent. So and it's pretty slick. Twenty nine. Now you can. I watched a video where a guy has bolted two by fours inside and put a little piece of foam for a gun rest on the two by four. You just bolt it straight through the wall of the of the blind, like you like their panels are bolted together, but. The window panels, or the, when the window drops down, that window ledge is 29, perfect height for your gun because you're shooting down. So the bottom of that that uh, window ledge is 29 inches from the floor? Yep. Okay. Yeah, my, my dad and I were talking this weekend because he's building himself a you know, carpenter by trade. I mean, he uh, has the time and the wood and the tools. <laughs> so he, uh, he decided he wanted to build himself an octagon uh blind kitted in it's kind of the same thing you're doing but but at a wood long story short he was trying to figure out the optimum height when sitting on a computer chair because he wants rollers on it so he can roll around <laughs> on the inside of the, this 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 uh yeah platform <laughs> he, he, he doesn't want to sit still so he was trying to figure out the optimum height with the size of the windows we had to be able to see out of it, have it a gun rest, and if he stood up, still be able to look through it. So, I mean, that's a tall ask for for, for a window. Yeah. But well, I say steal the design because it's already been done for you. It oh, seems yeah. pretty optimal. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's what I said, 29 inches. That's the advice I'm going to give him right there. Now, my chair has telescopic legs. 24 inches is uh, just under 24. It's the lowest it goes, so I can go higher. But yeah. it also rotates 360 degrees silently. So I can see right around yourself, look out uh, the window. A little piece of carpet for the inside of there. So you're, yeah, yeah you're not, not making the noise when you drop something. <laughs> that's the only thing if you drop something on that wooden floor. Yeah. yeah. Like that's going to happen, Bill. I was going to say, that's not going to happen. <laughs> I mean, what am I, well, what, yeah, what, what do you think of the patriarch? All you think is agility. No, think about it. <laughs> I never dropped my rattling horns out of the tree. I've never dropped my calls out of the tree. I've never. <laughs> I say bull crap. You just crap. told a story about <laughs> His dropping gloves. gloves. Yeah. The gloves. <laughs> the gloves. My hat. 
They've blown. You, like, did, oh. you didn't let him finish. That he yeah. had to go down and pick up because he waited for me to come along and pick him up <laughs> yeah. for them. Well, and actually, have, everything he just talked about there doesn't make a whole lot of noise. No, so that's what I said. I'll, I'll give him the, that. The gloves and hat. <laughs> cares about that stuff? But the stuff that makes noise, I've never dropped it. Now, you take yeah. off your gloves, and I sit on the seat beside me, put my hat there. Now I take care of my glasses, and because it's raining, I can clean my glasses now. And next thing you know, there goes my gloves and hat. And that's <laughs> happened to me. But I've never dropped anything that would make noise on the floor. Now, knock on wood, but... Good still. grief. Anyway, but I like so, to be able to sit there right on the We table. are not sponsored, but Millard Outdoors, which is my company that I do sell a few things through and, and high-end stuff, like expensive stuff, not stuff that, that typical local gun shops carry, right? Like Caesar Garinis and such. So we are now a dealer. And so I believe now that we've, I've seen the quality of this. I had to, I had to order five to get my dealership. So dad was one, got the other four sold. We talked about it, had guys coming to pick them up, met a bunch of good guys. Going to have one on the podcast right soon. Um, that's right into deer hunting. Got all kinds of tips and tricks and was a, was a tree saddle hunter and now has this blind, but still tree saddle hunts. But anyway, I think now we could probably sell them for about 1600, which is like, for from my standpoint, crazy and expensive compared to the five thousand dollar redneck blinds and and what you see the muddy yeah. blinds and and stuff like and that. Like they're like forty seven hundred forever. And it's I'll tell you what. Now that we put it together, it got I'm I'm actually really impressed with the quality of this thing. It is not moving. I mean, we yeah. and we just bolted it down tonight. We built it and bolted it onto the platform. That sucker's rock solid. I'm I'm actually yeah. really I will stand behind it now, which was going to be my concern, right? And that's why I said it. We we're going to sell these as at cost and just to get my dealership and uh, to get one to put it together, f- see how well it goes, and and yeah. everybody's been happy that I've talked to. Now the windows are plexiglass. And it tells you to put them in at home in the panels because there's hinges and little screws and little, you know, nuts. And you don't want to lose them out. So it took me, I just sat in a chair and went through it. And it took me two hours to put in all the windows all the way around in, in all the panels at home while they were not together. Well, then when we got there tonight, because it was already carried in. Now, if you had a truck, you could drive right to your spot. You're grinning. There's no time carrying stuff in. But because everything was laying where we wanted it. It took us roughly an hour and a half to make that build tonight. So mm. that was that was good. It was awesome. Yep, and, and, yeah, it, and it wasn't hard work to build it either. Two right? guys is really yep. cool. You you got once you you put two panels together, you got a guy on the outside pushing the uh, machine bolts through. Guy in the back putting on the nut. The guy in the front, you hold the nut on the back. Guy in the front's got a screwdriver or an electric driver. Zzz, that's tight. Let's go to the next one. Zzz, that's tight, and you just. There's five in each panel from, yep. from ceiling to floor. It's pretty slick. Put up the next panel, do them, and you just go around in a circle. Then you square it all off and screw it to the base. Yeah, that's it. Sounds pretty simple. Yeah, and then it if was. You got two guys, and you have a system there. Then it goes up like like yeah, magic. So. It was. It was. It was really easy. And there's not a whole lot of guessing at all. And the roof dropped on and right in place. Yeah, roof just on. goes up, which is what you're afraid of, right? Is it square? Is it? But you bolt those six yeah. panels together. The roof just drops on. And then there's dimples in the roof where you drill the quarter inch holes. The door even comes with insulation or the insulation. Um, what do you call it? Weather stripping weather all the way around. Oh, it does. Yeah, you put the weather stripping on. And a handle top and bottom to pull it tight. Lock and handle that turns, swivels to lock the door closed. And yeah, like it's quality. I'm telling you what. Well, it's, I'm anxious to see uh, 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 some reviews on the first sit in it. 
you know, and, and I, that, that's one of the things I lost this year with Taj Mahal and the, the other property. But yeah. um, the, uh, I lost the opportunity to be able to hunt inside uh, a tent. So I'm going to be jealous and I'm going to be looking for some good reviews and stories on, uh, on, on your experience with that. And, and hopefully uh, Todd gives you an opportunity or the, the guys give you an opportunity to sit there longer than one day with all the work that you put yeah, in right? into that uh, spot. <laughs> well, they're coming out and Bill said, are you going to be upset when we shoot everybody's deer for early morning and we're done? He said it to me <laughs> and I said, no, yeah. I, I suppose I'm, I'm the closest one. So I'll probably be gutting five deer before anybody yeah. even shows up. <laughs> well, hopefully four of those are from your dad. Cause he just shoots one out of, his, yeah. you know, he, each of the few windows he can see. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah but you, you got 360 uh, views with that. Everything is a shootable direction Everything for down you. Down the ravine. He's, he's got like the little hogs back that we call behind him, which all the deer come up. There's a cornfield 20 yards behind him. There's a cornfield a hundred yards to his left. And then he's got where they come up out of the ravine right in front of him. And then he can watch the ledge yep. on his right side. Before. He can watch that ledge, which is where they run before they p- come up into the cornfield. So, I mean, it's deadly. It's which the spot is- I've always wanted. It's the other side of the ravine from me. And it's pretty much the same environment I hunt. Only it's dad's pinch point versus my pinch point. Like it's, it, it is perfect. It was awesome. I went in this morning and I got, I finished putting everything down and I thought, oh man, why didn't I bring a rake? I could have raked out the path and, you know, could have puttered around. It didn't take me as long as I thought it was going to. Got a little bit of time before lunch and I'll go look over the side here and look at the ledge. I walked over and here's a string of turkeys walking the ledge with two great (laughs) big toms in the mix. And that was. Oh, that's awesome. I walked. And turkey yeah. season's open, the wing-wang. Yeah. Sure it is for you. Yeah. Yeah. Right up so did you throw yourself on them and roll down the hill? There they were. Take one for the team. That's right. Yeah. Have a good that's, tussle. That's what the best part is. Yeah, I mean, it, this is the, the time of the year, right? I mean, you guys are spot on for getting ready and prep and stuff like that. And we did some of that this weekend, too. Now, we've so been in about four times, I guess. And every time we go in, there's deer tracks and big ones, too, in our boot tracks from the day before which is really encouraging. It's very encouraging. Yeah. You don't even need to put any uh, f- uh, feed or you don't need to put any gonna. cameras out. Well, I'm, You're gonna. I'm, You're thinking, gonna I'm thinking I'm going to go down just to make them a little more comfier, the big boys, right? Yeah. So the deer are still there, but the big boys. I mean, we've done all this work. I want to get them in. Yeah, you need. Well, I mean, that, that's that's good too. It might throw down some yeah, good, deer. Uh, we put some some stuff down there. I'll, uh, when it's my turn, I'll get into that. Oh, uh, it's your turn. Go ahead. Weekend. That you were saying, so you, we can, yeah, because you went up, you went up to do some stuff too, right? Well, yeah. I mean, this is our typical weekend. We we uh, you guys were uh, getting things ready on your end. We decided that this is the Tom family, the Alliance uh, family, the uh, Alliance get together <laughs> and uh, get prepared for for a deer hunt. So we. We were in that mood and mode as well. So, yeah, it was uh, it was a great great weekend. We uh, uh, TJ, uh, my brother, my dad, myself, Candace uh, went up to the hunt camp uh, on uh, Saturday morning. Uh, we drove up um, Saturday morning, uh, and actually Saturday afternoon we we went up to the hunt camp and and started the exploration process of uh, finding new spots and 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 putting put things up in the bush. But um, yeah, we. Uh, the spot that I, I had picked out in my mind, I had picked out 
on an aerial photo map that had the pinch points I sent you the photos of. Uh, it was everything I thought it was going to be. Um, and we set up not right on top of that spot, but we set up so it's a uh, 85 to 90 yard uh, rifle shot to that spot. So we uh, it's all new for us this year. And uh, we... Um, we, we walked down the, the, the trail, uh, and then cleared up some brush and we saw a ton of deer sign beds, rubs, uh, deer scat all over the, you know, from bucks to does uh, all there. And, and I found a tree that's kind of a pinch point on the opposite side of the field. So they have to come right either underneath my tree or underneath where I circled on the map. And uh, we we uh, put a stand up there, and it took some time. Uh, being in a new spot, kind of like what you guys had to do, uh, get get that that uh, the pine tree. We tra- limbed out a bunch of branches so I could put my single tree stand up in there, and I got natural cover of uh, uh, pine tree behind me and, and some some brush, and, and you can't see me at all in there. So, so you're all super optimistic, ready to rock. Yeah, you know, it took it took a while. Uh, it took a while to get everything in. We took the ATV with the trailer and, and loaded up a single stand and put it right to the base of the tree stand. So there wasn't a whole lot of, uh, uh, you know, cart and stuff in there. But we uh, had to do that in another another spot for uh, for my brother, or actually my dad too, cart a cart a few things in. But yeah, we put one my stand, TJ stand up in in a spot where. He's already, you know, got uh, box on camera for, uh, for two nights that, that that camera's been up. That's awesome. Uh, he's got, yeah, he's got one of those cell cameras where, you know, they send you pictures and stuff like that. But uh, and then my brother, uh, he set up in, in the corner of the pot property where we call it Billy Bob's Field because uh, there used to be an old old guy that hunted there that looked just like your classic. Uh, description of what Billy Bob would look like, you know, hillbilly. I feel it like type guy. that's judgmental in some facet. I'm very, it is a whole lot judgmental. I'm very it's upset it's a, by an this. image you can put it in your mind. <laughs> but <laughs> did he have teeth? Yeah, no, no. He, I don't, he had a couple. He had a little chomper. He could open up a canvas. Yeah, no if teeth, to, barefoot. Know. I'm pictured he wore jean overalls with no shirt. Yep. No, he probably it was a one straw, of straw piece hats, of straw but, hanging out of his mouth with a straw sure. hat on. Yeah, we'll go with that. Bugs was for the Bunny image. had him and his brother dancing with a fiddle. He said y'all a lot, which is cool because I like that. You know, <laughs> for all our southern friends there, I like that a lot. So you can you can hang out anytime if you can say y'all in a sentence. My daughter says that at school <laughs> really? quite a bit. So yeah, yeah, she does. I mean, that's where we that's how we roll, right? <laughs> how you roll? Anyways, we got him set up with uh, with his spot. My dad. Uh, in the, the chair, uh, the throne. It's another one of our named stands where we set him up a spot and put up his his tent. And it was a it was a good weekend. We 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 got ourselves right ready for the for the hunt. And uh, and I pulled my trail camera from my previous spot. So. And yes, you sent me some pics. What do you think? What's your thoughts? I would shoot the one. <laughs> There's no doubt in my mind. So yeah, I, I don't know. We're uh, we're it's not worth that trespassing, far. Bill. I'm just saying. I mean, I don't condone <laughs> trespassing, but we, we will not be trespassing. But at the same time, I've been I've been uh, known to say that a gobble's worth a trespassing charge. I'm just throwing yeah, that out. Right. <laughs> yeah, hard pass uh, from from us. We want to try to keep relations open so that maybe next year we we have a hunt. A hunt. We were going to pull down my platform. 
you know, that I, I put my tent and create the Taj Mahal on, but we decided to leave it up just in case the opportunity exists next year. And I don't really want to burn bridges and assume that we can hunt. So we went back there and I pulled the camera and I uh, looked at the platform and, and uh, turned around. But when I pulled that camera, I mean, I can tell the listeners, it's not a huge deal. Nobody knows where to hunt anyways. There, there's, there's an 11 point. Message uh, me, I'm folks. Sorry. I'll give you GPS coordinates for an Amazon gift card. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it better be a big Amazon accept, gift card. I accept Amazon gift cards, Cabela's <laughs> gift cards, sale gift cards, Bass Pro gift cards. <laughs> yeah. Or Dave, any Dom, kind of did ammunition. Did you see that picture? No. Todd showed you the. the no, he didn't man. even share that with you? He hasn't showed me, no. Oh, wow. Bill, I've been so busy. Like I said. It's so busy. This is important. This is. I agree. I'm going to show biggest, him right now. Most respectable deer that I think I've seen on that property. And he's a big 11. That true 11, not, not a, I think it's an 11. He's a true 11. He's at least an 11 from what I could see. Yeah. I mean, he is just a monster. That sounds really promising, doesn't it? Yeah. And then we had, uh, we had him and we had another eight point and then a third eight point, I think, where that had a taller rack on him. He just showed and, me. It was awesome. Okay. He showed you? Yeah. He yeah. Showed me a that. bit of a video that had to play there, but yeah. Yep, yeah. it, it's a beast. So, we're, uh, we're sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, we're hoping he travels. Let's put it that way. Yeah. So, and you're hoping he's not nocturnal too. Oh well, I got one image, video there. Maybe uh, Todd has to show you later, but it, uh, of him in the daytime. And if hmm, he showed up six days before the opener of the bow hunt, and I haven't seen him on camera since. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, see, see, cameras will ruin you. Yeah, so I was a little bit upset when I didn't see him after that, but I did see lots of does, lots of little guys, which I'm going to pass on every day of the week. Uh, but um, it, it's exciting in the way that it's a new opportunity, new new views this year, and, and we're all kind of optimistic because we've got no tags and 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 uh, time. So right on, uh, right yeah. on. But I did want to ask you a question. I mean, you you had a. You get a lot of help from from a young lad there. Yeah, you want to go there? Michael, you want to go there? Yeah, I was just gonna say. I'm kind of so thinking. what we've just surmised from the beginning, the opening of this podcast, take us where we want to go tonight for this part of the podcast. I guess if you want to go there, because it's going to eat up the time. But yeah, I think is, we should do that. Hunting is not just killing things and or or out sitting in a blind waiting for something to come in. It right. is a lot of freaking work. And yeah, you just proved it this weekend. We sure as heck just proved it this weekend. And well, I tell you, I mean, it, it took all of us working together, you know, we uh, to put these stands up, to clear the brush, to to cut the shooting lanes, to like there was two days worth of work. Oh yeah. Oh, it's <laughs> it was, it, when I say work, it, it's it's enjoyable. It's enjoyable it's because you know what it's, it's for, effort. right? But it it, yeah. it well dad's was work <laughs> let me tell you yeah. and so yeah was i impressed did somebody earn their stripes oh you're freaking right he did now if you're gonna put one of these on the ground piece of cake and you could move it you could take a couple panels off or you can even put a couple guys inside and, and walk it you know 30 yards 50 yards whatever but piece of cake it was because I wanted it to be. It was I the lumber sitting in the air. It was all the work, but yeah. but but yeah. seriously, he earned his stripes, Michael. Uh, so here's the gig, Bill, from my perspective, and I think this is where we're going to go tonight because we're already in this far. But 
so you have a group of guys that you go hunting with, right? We got a myriad of people that want to come goose hunting with us, duck hunting with us, turkey hunting with us, deer hunting with us, like endless. And this for new hunters, this is a big thing, right? How can I start hunting? Who can I get with to go hunting? And I get it, but it is such a, a fine art. And, and, and I've got to be careful on how I word this so that I don't sound like a jerk, but I know seasoned hunters will understand where I'm coming from, that you've got years and years of putting in the work that you don't want to jeopardize that with a newer hunter. It's really, it's a scary time. It's a scary situation, right? On having a new, and then if you bring somebody in, was it the right thing to do? Were, are, are, are they grateful enough? Are they unselfish? And I think that's the key word right there. Well, yeah. And I, and I tell you, I, I, we can go at this a couple of different ways, but one, you know, hunting for, for us is such a, uh, a privilege. It's such an honor to, to be part of a group that is sharing the similar goals and, and thoughts and, and efforts and teamwork. And, and if there isn't, that for all from all members it throws off the dynamic of the week i mean we we hunt uh we don't we don't go home <laughs> so we we are in a camp uh, where i hunt and uh, and if, if there's somebody that's not pulling their weight or doing you know uh, picking up doing the dishes or putting the wood in the firebox the little stuff as well as you know um uh, if, if we happen to harvest the deer being there and available to, or offering to be available to, to drag the deer, to uh, help hold the leg, to help, you know, skin it, to help get a drink. If, if somebody needs a drink to, uh, to, to have, you know, while you're doing the work to be around. Oh yeah. It, it makes it difficult for everybody it's like else. having a bad roommate. Yeah. And, and nothing is worse than somebody that you bring into this that doesn't fit the dynamic of your, your, your they don't team, get your it. group, your alliance. They don't no, get they it. Don't. Right. So if you're a new no. hunter, I think really focus in on you better get it. Right. Yeah. Like if you want to be and like we do and I feel bad. We have so many people that and, and, and redneck country. Our, our slogan is old school country morals and values and we're build community hashtag build community it's what we do we want to pass the sun we want to get new people hunting but uh, no problem with clinics and stuff but it is tough and i've got stories upon stories i won't mention any names but it is tough to do that because you don't know the people and you've got your hunting area established, the rapport with the landowners established, you have the group that you already hunt with and how many more people can you have? I mean, we got $20,000 at least invested in waterfowl gear, right? By the time you got 160 plus full body decoys, a trailer fully wrapped, you got the truck to pull it, your, your guns, the ammo, and then the gas money, the rapport with the landowners. And then you're going to bring somebody in. That's a big deal. Yep. And so and as that person that, that's being brought in, you need to be cognizant of that fact. Very <laughs> cognizant because you don't forget, you've got 20 other guys that are constantly messaging you on Facebook, on Instagram, text message you when they see you, if they're just passing the street, wanting to, to tag along. And so, and I know people that, oh, there's so many geese out there, hunt with who you want and and that's that's not, not my gig. We build a rapport and I know you guys call it the Alliance. I call ours the inner circle and uh, to become a part of that inner circle, to me, it's a dedication thing. 
And so you talk about Michael. Well, what does that mean? Well, you talk about Michael, 16 years old, and you know he's got a lot of better stuff to do than to be slugging six by sixes through a cornfield that's muddy for thousands of yards, coming back the next day, putting it together, coming back the next day. Uh, like, do you know what I mean? For him to do yeah, that. For, honestly, for somewhere, he's probably never going to hunt. And he's never going to hunt it because it's. But that's not the point. Right? You got the point is that you know your your efforts leading up to this point in time have put him in a position where he has the opportunity somewhere with you to hunt, and and, and he it. is respectful of that fact, and that is the message that I would love to get across: that be humble as a new hunter, learn, put the efforts in. You may not be put on the best spot uh, right off the hop, but you didn't. With with all respect, and I mean this in the best way, you haven't earned that yet. You got it. <laughs> you haven't you haven't earned the, the right. You know, a guy like TJ is, is not um, a family member, but he is. You know, he's he's close enough to our family now that I would uh, give him the shirt off my back, do anything for him, and he would do the same. But he came into the camp from the beginning and day one with the right attitude, the the respect, the work ethic. The, the he 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 was a, a fit. He hung out with my brother before he ever came up to hunt camp, so we knew who he was. I didn't really hang out with him very much, but he is the absolute perfect person that you want in your hunt camp, in ours anyways, because he fits fits the group. Contradictory, we've had people, and I will not mention any names, but that would come to the camp and treat it like a vacation where the other people worked in the camp. Yeah, you got we're, it. We're not hunting. Take we're it for granted. Resort, right? Yeah. right. Take it for granted. Yeah. And yeah. Shoot, shoot a, shoot a small, small deer that almost had spots on it because he had that opportunity. Instead of thinking about, Hey, there's six guys in the camp. We may not shoot six deer. So the tags that we have that are available, we better, it's different than what you guys have down there, but in ours, you know, if there's six guys in the camp and we only shoot three deer, Let's, let's try to make sure that they're respectable enough so that we all get an equal share of meat. Well, if you shoot a deer that's no bigger than my dog, <laughs> just so that you have the, just the opportunity to pull the trigger, you're really not in it for the same reasons that the rest of us are in, right? Yep. I get it. I get it. And see, and you take it for, you just have a week of deer that you do that with, right? For the most part. And for, I mean, I bull hunt, we, we bull hunt, um, individually, and, yeah. and we only have one tag. Uh, so like in Ontario, I don't. I, in, in the areas that we hunt, we're not uh, eligible to to apply for or buy a second tag. So if I shoot a deer up in the Ottawa Valley uh, for the rifle hunt, then I'm done for the season, and that's okay because yep. I've, I've committed myself to the team, the group. Yeah, you know, I, you're going I shot in knowing last year. If I'm bringing yep. my tag, and if somebody uses it, I'm I'm okay with that because this is the group I'm with. That's right. And I, I shot two deer last year and, and yep. you used somebody that else's tag. Right? Yeah. I used somebody else's tag but, and we went into but it you're with still, the week knowing be, that fact. Because right? you've built that rapport and you've got, it's like a family. You're just as happy when somebody yeah. else shoots the deer than yeah. if you shot the deer. I tell you what, and I mean, to that, me, nothing, nothing makes me happier that, than you're you know, right. the year. And that's the year my what, brother shot sorry. that big deer. Yep. The year, the year me and my brother shot that big, nothing makes me happier than seeing the smile on his face when he shot that. The exactly. year my wife shot, shot, shot her first deer. Uh, it is nothing. I didn't shoot a deer that year. Nothing makes me happier than putting my doe tag on her, her deer. Cause she didn't have a doe tag and we hunt as a camp. Right. But 
that's my dad. There's four years in a row he watches deer pass like a conservation <laughs> guy, <laughs> and he shot a, a, a spiker last year, but he took it and and was happy. You know what I mean? Yep. That that makes me happy. That's right. Uh, and so know, I, to me, it's it's that that selflessness that that you need. And if you don't have that. And some people don't, some people's personality is not that way. Some people's personality yeah. is I'm here to hunt. I want to shoot the deer. Then that to me, it may be okay. in in, in other groups and, and guys may be listening to this going, yeah, what's wrong with that? Nothing wrong with that. If that's no. what your group is about. Well, if that's what you've agreed about for the us last, last two years in a row, I've shot multiple deer. You know, yep. and, and, you know, I, I say I'm so, and my, the, the group, group that I was with was, was happy for me. And I'm happy for you them too. It. If I don't well, shoot so, a deer this year uh, and they shoot two days, two deer, one, I don't care. Yeah. Let's have a good time. Uh, because you're going to be pumped for them. So let me tell a story yes. that exactly that happened. Well, I got a million stories of that. Cause I went my first four years of deer hunting and I never shot one and my tag got used. But aside from that, um, I, I could tell a couple stories, but one, we were having a new roof put on that, that week. We, the Monday morning we're going out, we're in the deer stand and I get a phone call from my wife that her, all her rings, she takes her rings off and Jim would put them in her jewelry box on her, on her dresser. And I get a call that when she got up that morning, got ready, she, um, the, the kids were here. She was here. One of the roofers, one of the employees knocked on her door and asked if they could use the washroom. And she says, absolutely. It's right up there. And we have a, a cheater on suite and never thought anything of it. He went back outside, carried on with the roofing. When she went to go get ready for work and put her rings on, they're all gone. No. And so she messages me. Well, it's, it's, I don't know, eight 30 in the morning, like eight o'clock in the morning. It's, it's prime deer, deer time and it's opening day and we better go. So me and dad, we hunt fairly close together. We pack up and we're leaving you. We send the text messages. We come and we deal with that. Ended up getting them back. Positive story. Went, went to the pawn shop. He had ended up admitting it. The, the boss of the roofing just lost his crap, brought him in. The cops came. He ended up admitting it, said that he took him over to the pawn shop, yada, yada, yada. Um, cause he left the job site. <laughs> so it was kind of obvious. And so went to the pawn shop, luckily got him back. And not pawn shop, but a jewelry shop, which gave them next to nothing, which is my other pet peeve that has nothing to do with hunting. If a jewelry shop, they know the value of rings. And if they buy something for 10% of the value and then they're going to melt it down in two weeks, that there is not morals and values, people. That there is I better call the police because somebody's missing their rings. And, or and you just stay right here. Don't buy them at 10% or 20% of what they were like. He got like $300. Like, I don't even want to tell you what those rings were worth, but give me a freaking break. Anyway. So that's my little tangent. Sorry. My minor tangent there. Yeah. Minor tangent just gets my dander up. But anyway, so while we're doing that, I'm ignoring my phone, but we finally get it dealt with. Okay. It's now like noon. We're heading back in. Scotty calls me. Hey guys, I just shot two deer. I'm just letting you know. So when you come back, I'm going to, Oh, hold on a minute. And he puts the phone down. I hear, I just shot three deer. And, and so he was cleaning house. So there's my tag, dad's tag, Scott's tag gone like that. But I couldn't be happier because that's freaking awesome. What a story now that we have for that opening morning of that year. Do you remember the time that, Todd and Don had to go home and I shot three deer when they weren't even there. That 
that to me is awesome. And that's what it's about is I was just as happy for Scott that he's like, sorry guys. Like I use your, doesn't bother me in the least. I love it. I've shot. And I guess it also comes from shooting deer before, right? Yeah. I mean, you've got to build that experience and that's where a new hunter has, is going to have a hard time because they want to shoot a deer, but you got to be happy for the other people that do and understand that. And that's the, that's the tough part, but it comes yeah, from, it, it's that dedication and that selflessness. It takes a certain personality from my, my perspective. You want to, you want to be part of the inner circle. That's the personality you got to bring. Let me go back to right. Michael for a minute. Cause last year was his first deer hunt and we know he shot a big buck, but all of us have a favorite stand or two, every one of the group. And so you call it Bob stand, you call it Todd stand, you call it Dodd stand. Don stand. Well, I got Don stands on the top. Don st- Don stand. You can't even say your no. own name right. You I'm, are like full blown Biden stand, tonight. I'm, you go, awesome. sleepy Joe. You? <laughs> Don stand in the bottom. Well, Michael had, had joined us late because he had to go to school. Well, he joined us in the hunt, and so I said, and he had to sit with someone. So Scott sat with him because it was his first year. I said, take my stand in the bottom. I've already shot two up top. Take my stand in the bottom. Michael, first morning, an hour in the daylight, he's got a buck down. He's happy as, he's happy as, you know, like, oh, wow, thanks for letting me use your stand. But he did the work. He does the work. He pitches in. He he drags. He, he's learning to gut them. He's doing everything. Well, then goose hunting. He went goose hunting with enough last year as a buddy hunter. He had to share a gun with Scott. And... Uh, and, and rake and brush in, in uh, blinds and, and move stuff. Like he was right in there working because he wanted to get invited again. And so this year he knew what to do. He didn't even grab a rake and he did it. He did the work. And then. But yeah. it comes twofold on well, that. I, and, because and I think that, that that's a very good point, that you, a comment you just made. Because he wants to get invited again. Yeah. Meaning he didn't take it for granted that just That's right. because he went. And but it's even more. He wants he, to be he, part he, of yeah. the inner circle. He, he said, wants to yeah. be included. Right. Yeah. But it goes the other side of that. The responsibility lies on dad because dad, it's Scott's nephew. And it's not because he's now we consider him in the inner circle. Scott can't make it. Well, we're not going to call Michael. Dad calls Michael regardless. Dad picks up Michael regardless. We're going duck hunting. Scotty can't make it. Michael's still coming. Yeah. And he says, am I in the group? You're in the group, Michael. You're in the group. Yeah. You get a lead. Talk to guys at school. You go to school with, with a bunch of kids that are farm kids. Talk to them about how many they got fields. You know, find, we'll, we'll search it. That's what's going to get us more hunting fields. So he's been doing that. Well, then now he says, okay, I'm in the group. I'm, I got to come and help you do the work. And then he says yep. to me, he says, have we got a field? Have we got a field for Saturday? Have we got a field? And they, that's, they, that's, they, that's awesome. You set the, yeah, and set was, the cadence and the rhythm yeah. for, for what your group expects. You know, yeah. we wouldn't, I mean, it's, it, our, our, our group, because we have four tags, I wouldn't go out and shoot four deer because we know that that's, that's not what the group does. We shoot one deer and then we talk about, you know, a, a, a monster or a six point or better whatever but we know that going in yeah, we're the opposite knew. if it's brown it's down and if five show up yeah. in front of you lay them out we got five no, tags we, they're done well they we wouldn't week, do that <laughs> this weekend but, the weekend we were carrying all the wood there was just four of us and michael was a big part of that because he's a young strap just kid. there was just two of us it was me and, and michael let's be real and <laughs> bill and i were doing what we could 
And I did a good job today carrying all them panels in front of Plastic myself. panels. When, when you're that old, Todd, I hope that uh, you're able to, to, to do as much as you're doing now. Any, anyway. Oh, try to make me feel bad, Bill. Try to make me feel anyway, bad. It ain't going to happen. We were going out at 2 o'clock. So I'll pick you out at 2 o'clock because Michael said, I'm free till supper time because his Thanksgiving was the day we were going to do this. And I said, well, you let me know what time your supper is and I'll run you home. Because we'll just, I'll just run you home and come back if we're not done hauling wood. So we're out there, and I said, okay, Mike's getting close to 5 o'clock. What time's your supper? Oh, I'm good. I'm good. So then so then uh, later on, I said, okay, Mike, what time's you up? You up to home by 6? I'm good. I'm good. And I thought, you're good. Kept bugging him. What time you got to be out of here? What time do we got to leave? No, it's all good. It's all good. It's all good. And he never said anything. So at 6 o'clock, 10 after 6, we're heading out. We're finally in the truck. And I said, Michael, what time is your supper? Are you eating that late? He's always at five o'clock. I said, oh. Five o'clock. We could have had you home. Like we could have left and taken you he home. Says, it wasn't that. He's like, he says, no, are you kidding me? I wasn't going to miss this. He said, it was just my cousins and my mom's side of the family or my dad's side of the family. He says, they're all still there. They'll save me a plate. <laughs> I'll still have fun. So, he, you know, he just, he gave up his supper with the family to, to stay out with us. He just wouldn't. I called his mother and she said, Oh, he, I know he is so excited to go with you guys. He's so excited that you've been picking him up that I knew he wouldn't be home for supper because he texted me and told me, I'm going to stay here till the guys are done. And I said, and his mother said, that's fine. We'll hold a plate for you. That's awesome. That's true dedication. Let me tell another story because to me, the responsibility is both sides, right? If we're talking that this is what you're going to do, it it is also on the other side. It's on the whole group of guys as well. If you have a new person coming in and, and, or not even if you have like your alliance, we have the inner circle where we'll get a big goose field. And so that goose field stacking up Thursday. Well, I can get off Thursday. Dad's available Thursday. We can pull Michael from school Thursday. Bah, crap. Scotty can't get off work Thursday. Well, Scott, can you do Friday? No, I, I got Saturday. Okay. We're going to wait till Saturday. And you take the chance of somebody getting in there before you, but that's what you do because, and, and so we'll, We'll watch them fill into a field. Well, we could hunt Saturday. We could go out and smash them in that other field Sunday. Dad says, no, I got church. You guys go. You guys go. No, we're going to wait. And if not, we've shot enough geese. I mean, we have that we're going to wait. And if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. And so there's other folks that would say, well, just grab any guys you can and go. Right. Like and and get in there. So then that would mean Scotty would call some of his other buddies that, you know, he's got other buddies that hunt and they'd go hit that field and wouldn't even care about the rest of us. And that's what we're not looking for. Because that's exactly the same point that that I was I was trying to get a little bit earlier with, um, you know, the new guys in there. Uh, there, There's there's certain spots that we have in the camp. We tried to to. groom to to ourselves we put you know my my tree stand is up in the spot in the the field and tj stand is up in the spot where he grew my brother's stand is up in his spot but that doesn't mean that it's throughout the week at some point in time we may not trade stands and whatever uh throughout the week but those first couple hunts those first couple sits those are are, are sacred you got her. <laughs> to, to us where where we aren't even going to ask you to sit in your stand because it just becomes uh, you know one of those those questions that you just don't do right as, yep. as a, a new hunter my my stable field spot where that big eleven was we went up in August and already started to 
you know, groom it to put the minerals out, to take the, uh, the weeds down. Uh, unfortunately, I didn't, I don't, I can't hunt that, but the, the point is, you know, we, I, I, Jay, TJ, my dad wouldn't ask for the first couple hunts to sit in that spot that we were working and grooming for the entire You may summer, offer it up, up to but it. that's you to yeah. offer it up, not them to no, ask no and question. put you in that position. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the, the spot where my brother used to hunt in the pines back there. And we all, we all know that, that, you know, that's his spot, right? I mean, he hunts back there. Granted, throughout the course of the week, if you had a shot of deer already, he may offer that up to, to us. And like we did, TJ sat at the Taj Mahal uh, one night. It, it just, but those first couple hunts, my friend, those are sacred. Those are. <laughs> so I'll, I'll try to wrap it up here with a story. I got another story. And for, so if you're a newer hunter and, and you're listening to this and you're struggling, I get it. Don't be afraid to ask seasoned hunters because they, they, there's lots always looking for, for a group or willing to make room. If you're a nice person, if you exude those, right. Some groups they'll, they'll just, one guy will flip and go with another guy, that guy, then the next weekend will go and hit a field with another guy. And that's not us. We stay as a unit and we go and we get permission as a unit and we hunt as a unit. And if I'm asking for permission, I'm asking for dad, I'm asking for Scott, I'm asking for whoever's going to be with me. Right. And we're a unit and we don't, well, I hunt with these guys this week and then next week, well, they got a field. So I'm going to bounce and I'm going to go hunt with them. It, that's not what we, that's not how we roll. We're the inner circle and, and some don't get it. But so to, to drive it home, we had that, I won't mention names, but we had a, a, a person that was showed up at the gun club and wanted to learn how to shoot. Never shot a shotgun or anything, just got their license. So dad at the gun club, introduces himself, new shooter, yada, 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 and kind of takes him under his wing. So as the summer progresses, he hears, you know, waterfowl's coming up, yada, yada. Can I goose hunt with you guys? Can I go goose hunting? Well, Scotty finds this field that is absolutely un- unbelievable. It's loading up with geese. And so, and it's in the same block, Bill, that we took you to hunt, not this year, but previous year. Yeah. So, so we know it's going to be hot. So it's me, dad and Scott and dad says like, we're like, what do we do? Do we bring him? Do we give him a chance here? Do we, well, we don't know him that well, but I, I guess like we could, we, we got six blinds. There's really only three of us that are hunting waterfowl right now. Cause my brother-in-law has been too busy the last couple of years. So we could use a fourth if he wants to. I mean, we don't need to, but if he wants to, and, and he seems like a good guy. Okay. So we bring him in and, and we shot, it was the 10 goose limit. We had 39 down and I don't think he'd shot one yet. He was just struggling and not that he did not have the opportunity. I mean, they, he just wasn't hitting them and brand new shotgunner and you can't blame that. And so we, we were screwing up flocks and laughing and killing ourselves, howling, got caught out of the blind, picking up geese. Um, there was a couple times, Scotty, I think, well, that's the hunt that Scotty shot the banded bird right out from under me. I jumped up to pull the trigger and he shoots the bird in front of me. And I'm going, wait a minute, your blind's over there. Why are you shooting? Oh, that one had a band on it. What? And sure enough, it had a band on it. So he shot my, my banded bird in front of me just as I lined up on it. He was laughing about it. And so Scotty goes and picks, Hey, this one's got a band. This one's got a band. And he says, Hey, can I have one of those? And I snapped back and, and just in the heat of the moment, I said, 
Bands are, that's the trophy. You earn those. You don't just get given a band. And I was like, whoop, that was a little harsh, but it was, it was in the heat of battle. So yeah. we're picking them up and, and, you know, we've got only one goose to go. And the last bunch of flocks, we've let him shoot first. You jump up and pull the trigger for, we'll let you get two shots off and then we'll, we'll take, we'll jump up. And he just wasn't hitting them. But to the point where we've got one goose left that we need, we are sitting at 39 geese and and so we're out in the out in the out in the, the decoys, and I got an empty gun. Dad's gun's empty. Scotty, which is rule of thumb, never go out with an empty gun. But we only need one goose. Scotty's way out in the decoys, picking them up. Well, here come two, and they come right down the line, swing around, and they're gonna land. And I'm we're laying way out. And I just said to Dad and Scott, lay down and put a decoy. And we're holding a full body decoy on our chest as we're laying there, watching these geese swing around. And just as they come over them, they start to flare a bit, and I yelled, "Take them!" And he jumped up boom boom and nothing two shots now they're flying away and the third shot he actually wings it and down it comes so scotty's trying to catch it there's video of that that's not the point of this story but that goose comes down go on our youtube channel redneck country's youtube channel you'll see scotty out there chasing that goose down live and it's it's freaking awesome so Anyway, we get those. Well, that day I had said at about quarter after nine, my wife, her work has a wedding in Stratford. It's an hour and 20 minutes away. If we keep going, we've got a lot of birds down. If we keep going, I'm not going to have time to help you clean these. So we need to pack up now and clean them or you guys are into cleaning them yourself. And dad, you opted for? Hey, let's shoot. Them let's keep shooting and we'll clean them ourselves. <laughs> We're having a blast. Works for me. I don't have to clean geese. So we pack up at time. I get back. We get the table out on the back deck. We get the geese down, get them all ready. I cleaned a couple. And then my mother was here to watch the kids and she's yelling at me. Jen's getting ready. You better hurry up. You're not going to have time. You're going to be late. Blah, blah, blah. So I, okay, I'm going in. I shower everything else. We get in my car and we take off. I said to the wife, read a book. Don't watch my speedometer. Here we go. So so we fire off to the wedding. I get a text message from Scott. I wasn't gone three minutes. And this individual said he had to go do the brakes on his wife's car and left dad and Scott to clean 30 plus geese on their own. Oof. And so Scott says, you know, I already had an inkling that I didn't mention to you guys about this, but for me, he's out. Well, you're not wrong. I no. right. If you, it's part of the process. You, then you, know, you, you gotta do. You gotta do. take your sacrifices for the team, and that. If wasn't. you've never cleaned a goose, you've got thirty opportunities right here to learn. Yep. <laughs> right. We had That's forty. Right. I think I cleaned ten before we left, so I left them thirty. So there is. Oh my gosh, I've seen the way you've cleaned these. <laughs> yeah. There's no way oh, dude, you did more. I, I blasted past you guys <laughs> last weekend. Right. Anyway, right. what he did was he dropped ten in front of us and said, "There you go, guys, get them ready." <laughs> Anyway, yeah, that, that sounds more like yeah, it. Yeah. So you fast forward and <laughs> obviously this gentleman was not in our good books. And so it, I didn't really talk to him a whole lot after that. And he kind of moved to a different gun club. So then we have somebody that dad's known forever. Great guy. He wants to get into goose hunting. We bring him and his son along and we we still to this day. It's a call because from my standpoint, they're they're like part of the inner circle. 
him and his son. Am I right, dad? Yep. Not yep. mentioning any names, but we still give him a call. And we had a curse. Every time he came, we wouldn't get any, we'd hardly do well. And we finally broke that curse and got some limits with him. So now he's pumped. But for me, he still gets the call, him and his son, because they're part of the inner circle. They, they put in the work. They work. They, they get it. So he comes for a hunt and he says, Hey, do you know this so-and-so? And I said, oh, gosh, yeah, we know that so-and-so. And, I mean, there was other stories along the, along the way from that. But I said, yeah, we know that so-and-so. And he's like, yeah, well, he was, I mentioned to him, because he goes to our gun club now, and I mentioned to him that I was I was going hunt with you guys again, and we finally broke the the my curse, and we're smashing geese, and I was coming out, and he said, the Millards don't know how to goose hunt. It was a waste of time for him to come with us. And I said, a 40 goose limit was not knowing how to hunt. We wait. So it just drove the point home. And guess what? That dude, never going to get a call. That kind no. of personality, we know to watch out for. Group. And it's, it's, it's easy to see in some and it's not in others. And that's why I say it's hesitant because I could tell you right now, if I put it out there, we could probably have 30, 40 guys want to hunt with us just because you've got 160 decoys. You got a field. You've got layout blinds. Why the heck not? But you right. need that dedication. You need that, that that morals and values, that selflessness that will let you into that inner circle. As a new hunter, you better be appreciative and understand that. And I get it. You've never shot a goose or you've never shot a deer and you're there for, to get a, get a deer. And, and people ask you, did you shoot one? Well, my, my group shot one, but eventually it will come and you'll get it. And it's hard to overcome it, but you, you've got to be happy for everybody and be that. And it's a personality. And if some people just don't have it, you're going to have a hard time keeping a hunting group and saying, this is my crew. And some don't care, but for me, it, it, it makes a difference. And I have more yeah. fun afield because it's a family out there. We know we can, well, we cut each other up. We have a blast. You know, you're not going to offend somebody and we look out for each other. There'll be times I won't, none of us will pull a trigger because we were waiting on the other guy to pull the trigger and let things walk. And you're like, well, what would you do that for? Well, I was when a flock of 20 geese are circling over and three come over. Yeah. I could have jumped up and pounded the three, but I'm thinking of you guys and I, we didn't get any. And that's yeah, well, because that, that's it. I mean, we spent a lot of time others. on this conversation, uh, on this topic conversation tonight, but it's so important for everybody to understand that it, we're not, we're not, uh, you know, dissuading somebody from approaching, but when you approach somebody, approach with, 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 uh, from a humble, uh, front and with the understanding that it is such a privilege to try to get involved in somebody else's hunt group that don't take anything and that for granted. You got it. You got it. You got it. And be dedicated, right? You're there to help. You're there to, you gotta, yeah. you gotta put in the work. You really do. Learn the rules of the, the group. Like, cause yep. we just talked about here, your, your rules are different than our rules. And, and if you don't know that and you take for granted, you may upset somebody. So, but it's, and more I guess of a, it's yep. up to us too, as, as seasoned hunters to one, you know, mentor teach and like you said, it old is. school morals and values and stuff. It's up to us to be able to teach new people those rules. And if they're not getting it, you I mean you can either turn a page or close the book. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and that's it, right? And you've got to be upfront and transparent with it and let them know very plainly this is how it is and this is why. And in ten years, when you're a seasoned hunter, you're gonna completely understand it and you can either be with us or you can be then realizing it ten years from now with nobody to hunt with scrambling. That's true. Right. And so that's what it comes down to. But I gotta give a shout out. 
we got a we, we got a shout out that I forgot to mention at the beginning. It uh, I was hoping uh, you'd circle uh, back to yeah, this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's all good. I got two. Now, one is not a shout out. One is we recognize and, and I'm going to come through with it. But hold on a minute. So a shout out. And I, I don't want to use the person's real name because I know on Facebook they have for 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 work reasons and stuff. So social media wise, they are known as Pachinski Winchester. They've listened to our podcast and commented and stuff forever. But I got to give a shout out because somebody asked on one of the Facebook groups you know what's a good podcast for waterfowl and he was all over you guys gotta listen to, to redneck country this and and we so appreciate that i mean i seen it and i was so because he tagged us in it and i was so pumped and nothing nothing yeah, makes a smile, a smile bigger right like it's we often say we're not doing this, this costs us money and we're okay with that because it's our therapy and we want to build this community and we want to we want to give back and have fun and really th- when we see that that that's just icing on the cake for all of those things. Do you know what I mean? Like it, I know, I know yeah, it was absolutely. for me. I shared it with you and, and you too, dad. Like it's, it's awesome. And then we did get a message. I haven't shared this with you or dad yet that there's a newer hunter does not have a gun license, wants to hunt deer, wants to get a bow. So, because they don't have their gun license yet. So they want us to go through on one of the podcasts coming up, you know, what would a new hunter look for in a bow that's going to get them a couple seasons so they're not going to waste their money and i know a crossbow no well we can you can say we'll (laughs) save it for a podcast when i can make fun of you more and we got more time so because i know what i recommend sorry bill what was that it's it's two against one let's go (laughs) (laughs) yeah but you gotta look where it's coming from tea coffee general hospital knitting needles like we'll get there so so we will get there i promise you i promise you and we've got some guests coming up on the next podcast and the next one of them that's gonna even hit the topic that i the the quick 30 seconds here to to finish this off we hit a milestone well we did a milestone yeah I thought you were going to mention no, that. To well, thank, well, I uh, posted it. I figured that's enough. We do got to thank yeah, everybody. We can wrap it up uh, with, with this, this right here. 10,000 downloads of our podcast. You tell me that's not freaking awesome. That is awesome. That's that, a that big was, number. I was uh, extremely happy and humbled when, when I saw that 10,000 people took the time out of their busy days to, to listen to us, you know, cut each other up talking telling stories <laughs> having a good time uh, i was absolutely floored with that number i know like like Todd said we, we don't do this for uh, you know for uh, making make it rich and famous we're doing it so everybody can have a laugh at our expenses learn something at our, our, our from our experiences and we thank you for building our better bond. So that that, yeah. when we meet in person, you can take my chirping and not throw 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 fists. I want to go on <laughs> record to say that ten thousand downloads. Wow! Like I, I apologize profusely for listening to Todd so many times. Yeah. <laughs> <Whatever>. <laughs> it was tough. Believe me, I did. Yeah, it. It's a it's a struggle. Yeah, spend a day of field <laughs> with him. You'll be right with me. And you're it'll go forty thousand because he'll be like, yeah, that's true. Yes, that's true. And you're not even family. Can you imagine my pain yeah, this. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah 10,000 dude absolutely isn't that insane it's absolutely insane mm. that's good well that's a good thing that's awesome me. that's awesome yeah great good way to end well good have a good week gentlemen we'll uh, we'll be in touch thanks good. again everybody listening and we'll, we'll talk soon yeah absolutely time, yeah, and that'll do it for this week folks for the redneck country podcast i'm bill the almost guy tom 
And I'm Todd. And thanks for listening. And folks, if you want to be part of the podcast or you want to give us some feedback or really contact us about anything, feel free to email us at podcast at theredneckcountry.com. Again, that's podcast at theredneckcountry.com. Thanks for listening. Talk to you again next week. <laughs>